Well, we are living at Lake Junaluska. Anybody ever been to Lake Junaluska? Any ex-Methodists in here? Yeah? Know about Lake Junaluska? We, uh, we live at Lake Junaluska. My wife and I, Sean, who's here with me, and we have two children, Luke and Lydia, and uh, they are seven and nine. My son Luke just started his first year of football this year on Wednesday, and uh, we didn't get in any fights with any of the parents so far or anything like that. <laughs> Haven't slugged out any of the coaches. So things are going well back in the mountains for us. Oh, come on. You guys, if, have you done the football thing ever before? Some of you? It's an interesting experience. It really is. Um, but anyway, we're doing well. We're involved in uh, some church plants, helping a couple of different church plants. Uh, one in Clayton, Georgia that is starting out sort of slow, and then another one that is there close to the lake that's uh, doing very well, uh, grew very rapidly, and uh, it's been exciting to be a part of. We had, uh, I think in our first four months, we had about 60 people come to Christ, which was really exciting. Um, I mean, brand new believers, do you know what I'm saying? Not, not people that just had been in church and not been out for a while, but brand new believers coming to Christ. We're having baptisms, you know, every week. And, uh, man, that is really cool to be a part of something like that that's going on. And so I'm thankful uh, that the Lord is doing things. You know, God is doing things all over the earth. He is indeed. And it's exciting to be alive. The message that I have for you today is called Don't Look Back. Don't Look Back. Don't look back. I'm going to be in Genesis 19, verse 14, and following, if you want to turn there. Genesis 19 and 14. We are uh, good friends with Kevin and Tracy, have known them for many years, have spent lots of time with them, uh, just over the years, at different times. We, we used to hang out a good bit uh, we were both involved in the Evangel Fellowship International, and we still are. Uh, but always at conferences, we used to have lunch and dinner with them. And Kevin and I have just kind of hit it off in the spirit, I think, from early on in our relationship. Uh, seemed like we just sort of have a way of sparking each other. And uh, it's good. It's good to have uh, friends. And we always enjoy coming and being with you guys very much. You're a blessed, wonderful people. Genesis 19 and 14. So Lot went out and spoke to his son and sons-in-law who were pledged to marry his daughters. He said, Hurry and get out of this place because the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. With the coming of dawn, the angels urged Lot, saying, Hurry! Take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away when the city is punished. When he hesitated, the men grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and of his two daughters and led them safely out of the city. For the Lord was merciful to them. As soon as he had brought them out, one of them said, Flee for your lives! Don't look back and don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains or you too will be swept away. 
I wonder, have any of you ever been ushered out of a place quickly in your life? You maybe weren't planning on being ushered out of a place. You know what I'm talking about? Everything was going along just fine. Everything's just okay. And all of a sudden, without your permission, something happened, some things happened, and suddenly you were ushered out of the place you were where you were comfortable and everything was okay and everything was going along fairly well, jerked up, slammed over into a new place. Anybody ever have that happen to you? It's just a wonderful thing, isn't it? I want to tell you what, if you've lived life very long, you've had it happen at least once and maybe two times or three times. Maybe it was in your job. Maybe it was in some relationships that you had. Maybe in church. I don't know, maybe in the city you were actually living in. And I want to tell you what, it is a radical change uh, for us as human beings. As much as we don't like to admit it, we are creatures of habit and we like things being pretty much the same. Even those of us that are radical and like new things. When everything gets shifted, all the parameters and the, the comfort zones of our life when they get shifted around, I want to tell you what, we are dealing with a serious time in our lives. It is, these are the times that really define who we are. I mean, no big deal when everything's going smooth, right? Everything's just going smooth, everything's going along. But I want to tell you what, what will affect us more, what, what colors our attitudes and our perspectives and our outlook and our approach to the next place is how we do in these moments when we're suddenly ushered out. I've been ushered out of a place or two that I wasn't ready to leave. But I want to tell you what, there are many times in our lives we can't see it, but God has actually sent some angels that are disguised as human beings. And because we hesitate when the Lord begins to move us, just like Lot did. The word came and Lot hesitated, the scripture says. Oh boy, anybody ever done that? <laughs> he said, well, that's an exciting thought, but hmm. Because our God is merciful, saints, He will sometimes grab a hold of our hands. He will send somebody to grab a hold of us, Noah, and just drag us on out. <laughs> Kick us on out sometimes. Everybody ever had that one happen? And you will be moved from a place that you fairly well liked, you were fairly comfortable in, and suddenly you're off wandering into somewhere. God just said, go over to this other place. Amazing. I want to tell you, I believe that the church and especially the charismatic community is being ushered into a new place. Uh -huh. The charismatic community, the Pentecostal community, those of us who have been in these traditions, I hear the Spirit of God saying, come on. 
Into what, God? Into something you're not comfortable with. But God, wait a minute. We've already come a long ways. We came a long ways to get here. We walked through some deserts to get here. We experienced a lot of difficult times to get to this promised land. Well, I want to tell you, this promised land is not the promised land. And there is much more God has for all of us. He really does. I believe that. Sometimes we hesitate. You know, there may be some people here today who have, who have experienced a season in your life where the Lord ushered you out of a place and still in your heart you don't feel fulfilled because part of you yearns for the old place. If we could just get back to that kind of environment. If I could just get back to that kind of relationship dynamic. If I could just get back to that. I want to tell you what. You've got to move on. You've got to let go of it. Maybe some are here today and you actually are still angry about the transitions that you've experienced in your life. Let's let it go. Let it go. God has got purpose for every one of us. And it's that away. That away for you. <laughs> it's in front of you. You see, God sometimes has to deliver us from a whole way of life in order to take us into a new way of life. He sometimes has to rearrange the deep things inside us in order to take us into something else. And it is challenging, and it is difficult, and it is hard. But our God is merciful. Verse 18, But Lot said to them, No, my lords, please. Your servant has found favor in your eyes. You've shown great kindness to me in sparing my life. But I can't flee to the mountains. This disaster will overtake me and I'll die. Look, here's a town near enough to run to and it's small. Let me flee to it. It's very small, isn't it? Then my life will be spared. Isn't that sort of like us? Once we've come through a transition or a difficult time in our life, we just want to go to a small place. A little place tucked away, a little cabin in the mountains where I can hide and nurse my wounds and, and just kind of be away, hide in a small place where I don't have to be challenged too much with anything radically different or new, but just where I can tuck away. It's in our nature. Lot said, just let me just have a little space. I just need some time. I need to sort all this out. I can't figure out what's going on. I can't figure out all what's happened. I just need some time. I just need some time. Sometimes God will give us that period. Sometimes He will. He did with Lot. He said, very well, I'll grant this request too. I'll not overthrow the town you speak of, but flee there quickly. Let me move this just a little but flee there quickly because I can't do anything till you reach it. By the time Lot reached Zor, the sun had risen over the land. Then the Lord rained down burning sulfur on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Thus He overthrew these cities and the entire plain, including 
all those living in the cities and also the vegetation in the land. You know, have you ever thought that sometimes the church was the most difficult? Uh, God had more trouble with the church than He does lost people? <laughs> have you ever thought that? I mean, I have. I'm just being honest with you. Uh, that sometimes He has more trouble with, with the church. And isn't it interesting that over time, those people that experience a great moving of the Spirit of God, something great God does in their lives, are traditionally always the most resistant to the next thing God does. You've noticed that, or have you, have you heard that before? It's true. If you, if you look back at church history, those that experience something amazing from God, it's very challenging for them to see beyond that and to experience something new the Lord is doing. It's almost like sometimes... God needs to rain down burning sulfur and fire on the old thing before we have any... We just get out of town so we don't get fried and... I don't know. It's challenging. Now, on one hand, we were singing this morning, and it's true, ageless one. Our God is never changing. What is it that changes? Well, hopefully us, right? Because our God is infinite. Can we all just go on record today saying, we don't know everything about God? <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> we haven't cornered the market on God. We don't have it all figured out. And the danger is, truly, if we think we do. I think sometimes us thinking we understand the way God is and the way God moves may hinder the, the Spirit of God more than our lack of faith. Because we have a pre-programmed way that we expect God to do things. We expect God to, to move in our family, in our lives. How are we doing this morning? I've got a sense in my heart that the Lord is calling us out. He's calling us out of an old way and He's calling us in to a new place. You know, we like to think we're radical because we sing loud. Or maybe we dance around a little bit. But I want to tell you, radical affects our whole life. Radical will affect everything about us. How many times have we pleaded and prayed for God to give us something that looks like something 
back there. How many times? And of course we know, verse 26, Lot's wife. But Lot's wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. How many times, how long has it been since you heard that passage preached? I don't think since Bible uh, Sunday school somewhere I heard that one. But you know, really, looking back is the ultimate way, uh, it's the ultimate way to preserve things, right? Lot figured that out. The ultimate preservative. She just became it. She became a preserver of the past. A testimony. A beacon of what was. Bless God. Maybe she thought it was better. More spiritual. It was the true essence. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time charismatic stuff. I don't know what it is. Give me that old time something. But you know, I'm hearing the Lord say to me, I just submit it to you this morning. Don't look back. Quit looking back. Quit looking back. Look up here for something different than you know about. Something different than you can get your head around right now, than you understand, that you're an expert at, that you can teach. You know, it was exciting in the, in the uh, early days of, a, of the charismatic worship community. Uh, none of us knew what we were doing. And so, you know, we just kind of went for it. and The Lord was doing some exciting things. Faith was in our hearts. There was an element of faith in the unknown. There was an element of faith in God. And uh, as time went on, we started to have some experts, those that could teach us and show us the ropes and could boil things down into digestible information and theology that could be taught, and etc., 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 but I want to tell you what, God loves to keep us on our toes. He loves to keep us on our edge. He loves to, to call out faith inside us for the future. And I just have to believe that this morning I'm not alone in hearing God speak to me saying, Brian, don't look back. Don't look back. Don't look back. Look to the future. And I know you're a people of vision. You're a people of, of seeing and hearing things the Holy Spirit is saying. Boy, I tell you what. I can see Charleston. Can you see Charleston in love with God? Not scared to death by Him. Not beat to death by Him, but loved by God. Can you see grace raining down on your friends' school? Finding out God likes them. Finding out there's grace and mercy and goodness. Hallelujah. Grace like rain is pouring down on us. 
Hallelujah! Grace like rain is pouring down on us. Let's take just a moment. Father, we thank You that You love us so very much. We confess to You this morning that we need You bad. We thank You that You have purpose in Your heart. We thank You that You're sovereign. We thank You that Your kingdom is coming. We thank You that Your will is being done. Father, we thank You for this this wonderful church. I thank You, God, for this place where people are hungry to hear Your Word and hear from Your Spirit. I thank You for Pastor Kevin and Tracy. We bless them today. Father, that You would refresh and revive them. Father, we thank You for the relationships here in this place. And Father, today we want to thank You that because You are merciful, You've ushered many of us out of a place we used to live. Some of us have even come to this place thinking it as a small place where we can just hide for a bit, just be healed. God, I thank You that Your mercy is is there for us. But Lord, we also, we, we want to learn a lesson from Your Word today. We just say we do not want to become a relic of the past. Lord, we do not want to be a people who are looking and pining for what used to be. But God, we want to look forward into the things You're ushering us into. We thank You, Lord, that Your church is still Your bride. We thank You, Lord, that Your church, You are moving on, You are expanding, and You are doing things in the earth today, God. Lord, we take a moment right now, we begin to pray for, our, for this city and this town. We pray for our friends and our family. We pray that You would open our hearts to people that we're not friends with now to share Your love and to share the great news that You love us. We pray, Lord, that Your love would overcome the greatest adversaries in this town. We pray, God, that the message of grace and mercy would overcome the darkest sin in this community, Lord God. Lord, we pray that Your awesomeness would be revealed in us and through us. Lord, we lay our minds and our our comfort areas down before You today. And we ask You, Lord, come and rearrange us and take us and teach us and lift our eyes. Lift our eyes, Father. We thank You, Lord, for the young people and our youth, Lord, the the folks in this church. I just especially thank You for them today. Lord, thank You that You are... You are stirring the hearts of young people in this place. I thank You, Lord, that You're showing them new things. You're showing them fresh things. You're putting vision in their hearts. Father, I just pray that You would encourage them to to run with it, to go for it. We thank You, Lord. Father, I I thank You even for those here today that that have anger in their hearts. They have some some disappointment and, and, and anger in their spirit. 
about some transitions that came to their life they weren't ready for, they weren't looking for. And Lord, together as a family today, we just look to You. Would You give us grace? Would You you be merciful again to us, Lord? That our spirits would be sweet, that our hearts would be good. They would be, Lord, we would be moved to a place where we can embrace the new. We thank You for that, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.